Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So, bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. My entire life, I've been told it was the Chargers year. Every year of my life has been the Chargers year. And then football starts. Dating back to LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, Phil Rivers, Antonio Gates, Keenan McCardell, all these guys, every year of my life, it's powder blue, navy blue, white helmets, doesn't matter. Every year of my life, the Chargers, San Diego, Los Angeles, you can put them anywhere, the moon, the, the, the Mars Chargers, uh, I'll hear that they're coming. And it's never happened. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the Chargers. Oh, yeah, my man, Coley. What's going on? Good morning, good morning, good morning. You're in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. Let's get jump right into it. Tell me about the New England Patriots. Do we have a quarterback situation? I don't Um, know how there could be one. Uh, One guy. there, There seems to be one. One started, one came in. What are we doing, huh? Talk to me. Don't. Not only, I, I, not I, only did I, that I, happen, but half the team didn't know that was going to happen, which feels like on, a problem. First, hold on. First of all, why do you look like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right now? That sounds like a compliment. It is. Like, Ooh. I'm digging I'm digging an outfit. You like right the color? I told you, I'm a colorful guy. <laughs> what is, is that cross colors? What, what, what is that? What do you mean? Cross colors, that FUBU? Like, what, oh, what is that? No, <laughs> no that's... <laughs> This is uh, this a little shot. Yeah, imagine I came in with the full suit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, anything uh, to distract from talking about this game. That was yeah. My let's go. What happened, man? The New England Patriots make Justin Fields look like the quarterback in which they drafted. Wow. It looked like it looked like Matt Eberflus is like the best coach in the league because this. Yeah, just for a second. This was. Uh, an office of explosion. Beat. Boom. It was it was one in the trenches immediately. It looked like the Patriots woke up that day and they were like, oh, we thought it was still Sunday. We didn't know we had a game tonight. Like they, for the entirety of the game, just got moved around. And that's yes. where it feels like it was. I don't know if we practiced last week based on what I saw on the field. Mm. Uh, the last two weeks, it very much looked like going into at or Detroit at home at Cleveland. Yeah, I, we were, I hear all that. I, well, I watched the game. I don't need you to tell me well, what no, my, you guys look, look like. I, I want I want you to tell me why is this happening, and do you guys have a quarterback issue right now? 
there's certainly an issue. I see it as what is the issue? <laughs> it looks like there's two guys who are maybe the exact same. One's playing. Whoa, you just said the same two weeks ago, man. You were saying that it's no quarterback situation. Zappy is the man. I agree. That's me, but that was my point. My point was they had the same skill set. One of them was just playing more confidently, and that's where I still oh, okay. stand. I still think okay. they have the same skill set. One of them is just playing more more confidently. Mac, is that skill is that skill set good or bad? Because right now, based off what you're saying, you saying the same skill. I think it's the set. the Chad Pennington skill set of being accurate, not the strongest arm of all time, but being accurate. And if your line isn't going to block for you, and it, it, you, like these aren't mobile quarterbacks, we both I think really agree. Do. I didn't notice that. I, I, <laughs> I Even that. if Max like grittying in the end zone last time he was healthy, he's still not the most mobile of quarterbacks. Yeah. So if yeah. the line isn't going to hold up, which the Bears like, that's where I give credit to the Bears. They they played this game like they were going to get a trophy at the end of it. They were out to prove something last night. They punched the Patriots in the mouth for four quarters. I think they held the ball for 40 minutes. The Patriots defense, which I thought was one of the better ones in the league, did not show up outside of Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon played one on 11 last night, and that's hard to win in this league when the other 10 guys do not come to play. But the Bears won in the trenches. They bullied us all over the field. That's where it's like I, the quarterback thing doesn't matter if the other 52 aren't, aren't going to show up either. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm just trying to figure out which quarterback is the guy. Like, you know, we, we are so quick. We're so quick to, you know, we, we're so quick to, um, and your dog agrees. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're extremely quick to, um, like say there's a quarterback controversy in Dallas with Cooper Rush because of some success because the, the starter wasn't. And then all of a sudden the starter, the, the backup doesn't play as well. And then now we're all sitting there talking, oh, I told you so. Ah, he can't play. And so I, I, I'm just, I'm interested as a, to hear your perspective because here in Carolina, which we will get to, um, there is no quarterback controversy. It's just, uh, looks like, um, just a better game plan, better execution, uh, running a football can really, can really change things, uh, greatly. So Max starts the game. It felt like it felt like the Patriots were never able to get into any sort of an offensive rhythm whatsoever. Why? Why do you think Bill Belichick? Because you're down there. Why mm-hmm. do you think Bill Belichick started Mac Jones? From what he said, he told both of them they were going to play. So I don't know if he was trying to get Mac a little bit of in-game feel because, like as you've said, you can practice as much as you want. Nothing is the same as being in the game. So I don't know if he was testing to see how healthy he was. I don't know if he truly thought the Bears are that bad that he could get away with practicing a guy in a game scenario. Um, But it didn't seem like he was ever going to play the full game, even if he was setting the world on fire. So I don't – it was one of the stranger things I can remember seeing. And at this – like you see in college, I don't remember seeing anything like that in the NFL. I'm be honest. I didn't watch the game. I watched probably five and a half minutes of the game. You didn't miss much. As a fan, what I do sitting here, I'm scratching my head and I'm trying to figure out how do I how, how do I quantify all of this is I've been watching the Chicago Bears for the last couple of weeks. Not play really good football, not move the ball down the field. I mean, a couple of weeks ago. Justin Fields had literally thirty seven 
completions. I mean, the Colts, we'll get to them. They they came back and beat somebody, you know, a couple of weeks be, week before with uh, with Matt Ryan, and they threw the ball 58 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had 37 completions. He was 37 for season, 58. Yeah, on the season. Yes. <laughs> so you're talking about Justin Fields had 37 completions on the season where that's normally that's guys – that's that's walking your dog. That's just that's just par from the course. Mm-hmm. And then you come out and they play lights out football. And I'm just confused on what who are the Chicago Bears and who are the New England Patriots? Yeah, I mean, it, for Belichick, he has historically struggled with mobile quarterbacks. If there was one type of, it's like how people talk about Nick Saban, how to beat Nick Saban is with a, a mobile quarterback. And that's kind of okay. similar to Belichick. So that is one yeah. area he has struggled with. And <clears throat> we started off in zone on defense and that was giving Justin Fields just like they, again, credit to the Bears. They drew up plays to get guys open. They were designed rollouts. Guys were open, soft spots in the zone. He was hitting those. When we switched to man and didn't pressure, that's when he looked like the Justin Fields we've seen pretty much the rest of his career. He was inaccurate. He didn't know where to go with the ball. He was throwing it out of bounds. When we were bringing pressure, like the one touchdown he threw, it was a jailbreak. He made the right read. He got it right to Khalil Herbert. He scampered for a touchdown. But for whatever reason, when we brought pressure, that made Justin Fields just tuck and run. And he was picking. They went 11 for 18 on third down. The defense made one play all day. And it was a deflection from Matthew yeah. Judon for the interception. We the, There was zero contain. Uh, everyone was just trying to – like it was like they thought they were playing – uh, stationary, like Drew Bledsoe, like someone who was just going to be standing tall in the pocket, no interest in moving. There was no contain on the outside. Um, and, and Fields was just able to, when he wasn't playing against a soft zone, he just tucked the ball and ran, which is smart because he just picked up first down after first down after first down. So, so, so what do you think moving forward? What do you think if that's how they struggled against Justin Fields mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks? The Buffalo Bills come to town. Oh. How is that going to look with with that offensive explosion and another mobile quarterback? I imagine poor. I imagine it'll look worse than it looked are last you ner- night. Are you nervous? Oh, there's nothing. I mean, I would have to have expectations to be nervous. Hmm. So, what is that a yes or a no? No, it's a no. Like we're, I, okay. I just, I just anticipate losing. So there's nothing to be nervous oh, about. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you've already, you've already casted your vote. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just being a realist yeah. about it. I'm not going to sit okay. here and be like, oh yeah, no, we, we couldn't stop Justin Fields. Obviously, we're going to put Josh Allen in a box. No, 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 yeah. no. That's not what I mean at all. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. It, it was. It was. We just got punched in the mouth. It's like yeah. that's why it's like I can't even focus no, uh, on the quarterback. You thing. got hit in the mouth several times. Oh yeah, repeated. Like we were just lifeless on the ground, and yeah. the, the ref never. Just the ref was pummeled. talking to someone in the crowd. <laughs> and they didn't even see what was happening. We were just. All right. Well, let's go to my Carolina Panthers. Victory Monday for the Carolina Panthers. Big win. I, yeah, they had a victory Monday in years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously, with just uh, with Christian McCaffrey getting traded, mm-hmm. um, now you have. Is that a shock to you? Uh, I can't say. Okay. 
I guess whenever you heard of it, which I assume was before the rest of people, was can't say. Okay, all right. I, here's the thing: I, I I talk to a lot of people. I don't want to say can't say as if I know I, I'm leading on. I do know things. Hmm. The thing is, I, I also know. Right, I had a guy come up to me. I was in L.A. and he was asking me questions. And I, I'm kind of confused with I'm kind of confused with the whole Carolina Panthers situation because here locally people talk about tanking. Then people are talking about how can you expect to win anything with Christian McCaffrey? Guys are upset. This and that. This is a, this is football. Like the Carolina Panthers right now. Right? What's you talk about the shelf life? What's the shelf life of running back? That first contract. You know, generally, or, or first contract, so four, four or five years, and then, what, 65% of the second contract? Yeah, that feels So bad. you're hitting about seven to, if you're lucky, yeah. 10 years into the league. So roughly about 30 is the cap, right? Yeah. Okay. The Carolina Panthers are not winning any football games that are going to help them go go towards the playoffs this year? And is it safe to say possibly next year? Will they be competitive? Yes. Because we just saw them being competitive, especially if you have a, if you have a coach who's telling offense coordinator, this is what we want to do. I don't agree with the way they played against the San Francisco 49ers, but they came in with a game plan that we are not going to throw the ball deeper than, th- you know, 2.7 yards per attempt. We're going to run the ball. This is what we're going to do. We want to play a cloud of dust football. Now, that didn't help them, but they I respect the fact that they walked into the game saying, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Then they go into the game this past weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they say, this is what we're going to do. Deontay Foreman, all of a sudden he's seen. I mean, my man has been MIA for roughly, you know, he's had some cameos. You know, he's he's hit a bar or two on on on, <laughs> on there, but he's never really had this much workload. Hell, Chuba Hubbard haven't had this much workload. Look what happened. Pulled hamstring, soft tissue, because he his body has not been used this much. All he's been doing, doing this on kickoff. Right. When it's getting kicked out of the end zone, which is that's the signal. Hey, guys, my blockers is not is a no return. And they come out and they run the ball with Deontay Foreman. They they finally their wide receiver one. They go out there and they show him what he can what he can do, which is DJ Moore. P.J. Walker was out there dropping dimes, dog. There's a play that he throws it to the sideline to DJ Moore. And I was I was over there going, wow. <laughs> rotating to his, he was going to his right, uh, rotating to his left, throws a right. Quarterback sin. You're not supposed to do that. And what did he do? Dropped a dime. Unbelievable. And then DJ Moore, his ability to keep his legs in there and catches it. Wow. And then you hear Coach uh, Wilk say, I, PJ hasn't done anything to lose, lose his job, to not be the starter, which I agree. Yeah. What I really love is you seeing a quarterback, PJ Walker, and they, he's obviously worked on his game. The PJ Walker we saw in the XFL and the PJ Walker we saw this Sunday is a football player who has been working on his game. And he said, Hey, 
when my chance comes, when my chance presents this opportunity, I'm going to take full advantage of it. And that's what he does. What would that do for his confidence to be told like, hey, you don't have to be looking over your shoulder the rest of the That game. does everything. That means when I make a mistake, I'm not going to get the scowl. I'm not going to get the overcoaching or the see, you know, the, that does everything. When you can walk into the room and you know you have leeway, when you have a runway to say that was not a good decision, let's make better ones and I will not be punished by being demoted or overcoached in a way that 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 you because there are times where you can feel and sense that this guy doesn't like me or he's just waiting for me to mess up. You know, people have said on the bottom, they want to know what I think of Terrence Marshall Jr. Terrence Marshall Jr. could play football when he's healthy. He hasn't been consistently healthy. And when you're not consistently healthy, and playing in a National Football League, yes, you were dominant in college. That doesn't always mean you're going to be dominant in the NFL. Look at the plethora of wide receivers in Green Bay. These, these, these guys can run like lightning. 4-2, 4-3, 4-1, jump out the gym, acrobatic catches. But the problem is, is, what they can do on offense, they got defenders that can do on defense. Right. There is someone right now, like, uh, what's the kid number nine for Chicago Bears? <clears throat> uh, that, uh, 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 when Mac Jones threw the pick and he mossed. Oh, Jaquan Brisker, yeah. Was- <laughs> yeah, Jaquan Brisker catches that pass. We, we normally, back in football, we would see that that's Jerry Rice, that's, uh, uh, um, Dwight Clark, that's Michael Irvin, that's, that's, uh, uh, Randy Moss, Metcalf, like we, you know, Don Beebe, we see all of these other call pickings, Herman Moore, like I could go Sterling Sharp, uh, uh, John Taylor, uh, Roger Craig, Ricky Waters. I can go back in time and tell you all these great wide receivers that could do it. But now they're DBs doing it. Right. So now when you have DBs who can do and be just athletic as a wide receivers, and then you add the, you, you add the college factor of, I just got out of college. This time last year, I was walking on campus. Now I'm walking to meetings. All of a sudden you put all those together and you put them on a football field. And now athlete versus athlete. And the only, only thing that's separating the difference is what's between the nugget. How much can I use my noodle? And how can I apply and how can I see that happening before it happens? And then they say, sit hut. Man, that's a lot of thinking. And you have to be able to process and blank out all at the same time and stay on task. And oh, yeah, there's a defender bumping you and pulling on your shirt and doing all that stuff. Like all of those things happen. And that is a hard task to just master when three months ago. You just walked around, walked across a college uh, graduating stage. That's tough, man. That's not an easy transition. That's why quarterback struggles. That's why you know. And, and then you have the that that that's what I think of Terrence Marshall Jr. If he's healthy, he could contribute to this team. If he's not healthy, he's going to continue to you, you you're going to see flashes, or you're just going to see him periodically because he just. You know, they, right now the Carolina Panthers need—they need bodies 
They need people who can show up and play and be effective. Do you view health as like a skill almost? Like are some yes, guys? Yes, I, I, I do. I was talking to an individual on whatever team says, hey, uh, big bro, I need to talk to you. I was like, all right, let's talk. This individual said, man, I need, I need to take care of my body. This dude was, this, this individual was one year away from being in his 10th year. And he was like, man, you know, what about this? What about that? And he's asking me about food. He's asking me about health. He's asking me about stretching, icing. He's asking me about all this stuff. And I'm going, bro, you, you, you're one year away from your 10th year and you're asking me about stuff I, I think you should know about. Like your body and health is part of your job. That's like, uh, that's like somebody working on a job for 10 years, man. And all of a sudden, they go, hey, man, you know anything about this 401k? What? <laughs> hey, man, uh, do they give us uh, parking passes? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, can you show me how to use this uh, keyboard over here on my computer. Uh, where, where are the keys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, do you know how to clock in? Who do I talk to if I want a day off? Uh, is, that, is that the manager over there? So yes, health is health is one of those things, soft tissue. I think soft tissue has to do with also has to do with the way the league is trying to make sure that the players are not um have these long, long drawn out practices, all that stuff. But that also hurts you. You see a lot of teams are now starting to um practice, uh dual practices because that's the way they, they're getting them going. I, I can tell you one of the things that I thought was really interesting. When I was a preseason uh, color color analyst for the Panthers that I thought never made any sense. Hardly any of the veterans on a consistent basis against the New England Patriots, they didn't play in the third preseason game. Right. And they didn't play in the third preseason game. And I always kind of figured out, like, why? Why aren't they playing? Like, this isn't a team that has – they have some pro bowlers, but this isn't a team that's like – primed and ready to make a playoff run and they have them not practicing because you want to save them for the season and we're two and five well it also sounds like they're trying to avoid injury but they may be causing more injuries by not playing i think so you see guys are dropping like flies bro it seems more this year like genuinely it feels no it's more. it's it's for the last last five years yeah the last five years Guys are, uh, and it's not, you know, huge injuries. I'm not talking about huge. I'm talking about the soft tissue right. injuries, right? And so, like, what I really, why I think this is a good, why I think the Christian McCaffrey thing is a good thing for Carolina Panthers fans is some people are saying, man, Steve is trying to be optimistic. Well, do you want me, to, you really don't want me to dump on the team. You don't want me to go line item by line item and tell you what the problem is, right? Why kick Why kick us while we're down? Why kick the team while they're down? Also, you guys, I feel like you got a haul for them. Like that, we, we, I what, mean, I, a I'm trying to ago. root for them. Oh, I don't want to sit here and just like jump off the top rope and just boom, <laughs> right? These I, Because I also know how hard it is. Even when you're on a bad team, you still got to practice your butt off. You're still grinding it out and expecting – you're, spe- you're so optimistic and expecting a, hey, we got a chance. Now, at some point in a ball game, you go, we don't have a chance. But at least <laughs> at kickoff, you go, man, we got a chance. 
Right now, shoot, you guys win this week. You're going to be a game out of first, something like that, in the division. Yeah, that, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything, right? I, I, well, if you're the if you're Wilkes right now, you know what I mean. You're also oh, yeah, if you, yeah, absolutely. If you're Wilkes, I, I just love what's going on. Defense is still playing defense, right? Offense is playing offense. I mean, they, they, what's really a concern with the with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 60, what are they? 66% of the time they're a throwing team. They're not running a football. The offensive line isn't very good. No, right. Derek Brown. Bro, Derek Brown is baller. Derek Brown is penetrating, quick, getting or shedding blocks, beating a double team. He's constantly in the backfield harassing. People, look at this replay right here. I'm going to just break this down. Derrick Brown is sitting in the middle. He's right over the center, right? He's going to go to his left. He takes on the center and the guard, throws the center out of the club. He says, there is only white tees, not red tees allowed in the club. He throws he throws off, has the guard engaged, takes him. And when the fullback comes in, he's hitting the linebacker, which gives Leonard Fournette, very little room to run. Derrick Brown is playing football at a high level. He may not get the Pro Bowl vote. He may not get the All-Pro vote. But I'm telling you, if they continue, if they can add another tackle to play next to him, I believe you can have this same star and KK short kind of impact. Star... Ate up the double team. Mm. KK was the finesse guy. And Star, that will start. Star is go forward, eat up the double team. KK is finesse. Bang. All of a sudden, when they got rid of Star and let him walk, KK was still effective, but KK was now going against double teams. His body didn't hold up. He was beating them up, and that wasn't his game. He still was impactful, but he wasn't at the level that we needed them to be because a lot of times people believe plug and play, right? Like the Green Bay Packers. As long as we have star, I mean, a KK, as long as we have Aaron Rodgers, we'll be okay. Right. We'll be fine. Right. Oh, he'll make us right. The problem is, is you don't think you don't always figure he, you will be okay, but you won't be great anymore. Mm-hmm. You won't create the chaos and the confusion. And the accountability that you have with stars there. Star is like, you have to account two guys must block him. And we hope this one guy can block KK. If the Carolina Panthers can get another D tackle that can have that impact. And then you have uh, Brian Burns doing what he's doing. They won't just be a statistical top 10 defense. They'll be a top 10 defense that kind of has the impact like the Dallas Cowboys have with Michael Parson, where you are waking up at night in the middle of the night as an offense coordinator because you have to play this team and two or three players are unblockable. Yeah, Not a little bit of time, all the time. Michael Parsons is, he makes everybody nervous. <laughs> so nervous that they're banking on, let me just not block him and hope for the best. Yeah, let's <laughs> Maybe he'll right. get confused and uh, fall yeah, down. Let's, or let's, yes, let's let's make him confused <laughs> because blocking him, that's not going to work. No, he knows what to do there. Yes, double teaming him, yeah, 
saying that's not going to work. <clears throat> now you you brought up Brian Burns too, and there were reports coming out that Carolina turned down two first for him. Is yeah. McCaffrey obviously already traded. Robbie Anderson already traded. Do you think that's it, or do you think Carolina will make another? I, I don't. I don't. You know, really, I don't know. I haven't really. What would GM really Steve have... do? What would the GM Steve run of the Panthers right now? You're fielding calls. Would you? Would you? Keep... So here's 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 what I'm gonna do. I'm a I'm gonna field calls because I want to know our value. Mm-hmm. Right. You're always gonna field those calls. I want to know the value of guys. Right now, they're in a very tight spot because they have to. Whatever coach you bring in or you keep, you got to have some, add some value. Christian McCaffrey's, I, I believe, is a $10 million cap hit next year to the, to the roster. So that means you have $10 million that you, that cannot do anything, right? You know, I'm a shoe head. So basically, you got a, you got a closet full of Jordans. You can't use none of them. <laughs> you can't wear not one of them. You just got to look at it. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is ten million dollars towards the hit towards the cap, so you got to get some draft equity to get some good players that can impact your team today after the draft, and yet it be cheap. You know, we're talking about football, cheap labor, right? You 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 can get a Greedy Williams, you could get a Sauce Gardner, where you get a Pro Bowl type of player for a quarter of the price. And then you can, that's attractive for a coach because he has something to build on. Then also too, with some of that, it allows you to be competitive. So when you go into the next year after you drafting those guys, you get some veterans who want to come to be a part of it. Now you have a great mixture. You got the yin, yin, yang. You got some veteran savviness who can teach the young guys how to improve and get better and better and better and start to allow them their athleticism still to blossom, but also understand the game. And then you have some old heads come in that can contribute who also aren't looking to, not all of them are looking to break the bank. And so you can still have some leverage and then start to build and become consistently good to where now you become a free agent destination. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I'm sitting here at the corner in the studio where it's nice and comfortable. So it's easier said than done, but that's that's what you try to do. The the only surprising a lot came out of this game. Um, one of them was after the game had ended. Mike Evans walking in the tunnel had two refs come up to him, ask him for autographs. As as someone who was used to be in Mike Evans' I'm not, position, I'm not going. I'm not going in there. I'm not. <laughs> nope. I don't dry snitch. I'm not. No, 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 no. I, I was just saying if that's I, I said, is that more had, common than people think. Uh, I'll say this before games and after games, there's a lot of autographs being requested by a lot of people, right? Whether it's staff in, in every category, opposing staff, man, I've had coaches send jerseys to the locker room before and after the game, asking for an autograph from various players. Mm -hmm. Heck I've done it. I've said, Hey, you know, before the game, why everything's great. Hey, I, I, you know, this autograph. I mean, me and um, Ladamian Thompson has my jersey in his house, and I have his jersey in my house. I got Ladamian Thompson. I get a few guys, uh, a number of guys' jerseys I have that uh, Devin Hester uh, that you know I've wanted because at the end of the day, 
when you work in this business long enough, at some point to work in this business, you are a fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so I think that I think that part, I, I think people don't always remember that the players, the coaches, the referees, the presidents, the executive, uh, you know, the executives in in the front offices, they are fans. I think they're fans first before they're employees. I would I would hope so. Because otherwise, yeah. I, if if people are just looking at it as an investment, then yeah, I feel like that's a bad team. Like I, I, yeah. I feel but like fans I, I, care more. Yep. But yeah, that I know that happens in the NBA a lot. So I was kind of surprised eh, how surprised the internet was. I guess maybe don't do it in front of cameras would be the <laughs> the lesson to learn there. Yeah, possibly. You might be right. You might be right. <laughs> All right. Um, watching the Detroit Lions play the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott came back. Yes, he was rusty, but he came back and played well. Zeke got hit when his leg. I was like, no. Man, what do you think about the running back situation? So I think I think Tony Pollard is is better in spurts than if you were to give him a full, you know, 20 to 25 cat. Like I don't know that he's a bell cow. I think he I think he's thriving in this role. And I think that that's I agree. the role that's tailor-made for him. I agree. But, you know, earlier in the season, there were some things saying early on that Zeke may not be the guy. I don't believe that's a smart move. I think Zeke is the guy. I also looked it up. What is it? $11 million cap hit Probably. if they let him walk. But in 2025, I think it's like a $17, 18000000 million um, um, base. I don't know if he would. I don't even know if he would want to play till 2025. Right? <laughs> so, but does, is Zeke, is he a possibly a salary cap casualty? And the reason I say that is because if the wear and tear of being a running back starts to creep up on Zeke later in the season, like it did last year, do I think Zeke is washed? Heck no. I think Zeke is still in the top 10. He's the bell cow. But in a bell, being a bell cow, we also know you're going to hit at some point, even when you're young, we're sitting there with Jonathan Taylor. But as you get older, Zeke's at that 27-year-old age. Even as you get older, you're still going to get banged up. But you don't, you're, you don't recover as well. Do they keep Zeke or they let him walk? I think if it was literally any other team, he'd be gone. Why? Teams aren't. Why, why is it? Why would Zeke be gone? Gone he, it's under the sense of the the for this. If if any other team inherited this contract and had the out, I think he would be gone because teams don't like to pay running backs in in the modern NFL. Jerry Jones is not playing within the structure of the modern NFL. Everyone else is playing under. People didn't want him to give the Cowboys fans, analysts. Uh, no one thought the, the contract given to Zeke, the day it was given to him, was a good idea, other than Jerry Jones and, of course, Zeke Elliott, who was happy to sign that contract. I don't know that Jerry Jones cares about the, the dead cap. or the. Yep. Ca- I think he likes Zeke Elliott. I think he likes having a bell cow running back. I think he's a traditionalist in that sense where he wants to I have agree. him. On there. I, like, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I think he shouldn't go anywhere. So the question is, does Pollard leave? 
If someone's going to pay him, yeah, he should. He definitely should. If Dallas is going to pay him feature running back, what market uh, price, then I think he would stay. But if you're going to see someone else try so how, and make so him how a does this, running back. So how does this offense, how do you see these Cowboys offense this year thriving now with Dak being back the way it thrived under Cooper Rush? I mean, I do think mm, that's a good question. I mean, Lamb looked better um, this week. Obviously, it was Detroit, but Lamb. Well, I think they sim- I think they simplified the offense and stopped trying to be cute. Mm-hmm. I think the three step, five step drop was more effective. Uh, running the ball consistently, not trying to you know uh, draw up all these you know b- draw up all these cute plays and. Razzle dazzle and you know all of this. Just they just you know instead of trying to have all these splash plays, they they allowed. Uh, they just kind of took what the defensive the defenses have given them, um, and knowing that the Detroit Lions over the span of the football game will give them a lot if if you're patient. Can. Because there were questions, it felt like it's the first time in a decade there's been questions about the Cowboys' offensive line. But coming into this year, there were oh, questions. Oh no, they're, they're they're in trouble. Well, like I, I they guess- let they let all of those guys walk that they felt were not worthy of the contract based on the last couple of years. And I believe that they're not gonna. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys would say it out loud, but I think they would love a few of those guys back. Oh, yeah, I would imagine that's true. But I guess my question was going to be, can an offensive line, if you establish the run or if you commit to running early, can that help you also in pass protection? Absolutely it can because it makes, great example, the contrast, the Carolina Panthers versus the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers had zero attempts of really running the ball on a consistent basis, right? They're a pass-first offense, but they're not scoring points. So when you do play action, you're 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 thinking about it with the Bucks, but you're not fully committed because they're not fully committed. So all of the fast fat uh the flash fakes, man, they mean diddly squat. <laughs> they don't mean anything. Because we know you're not doing it. Yeah, you may gash us one or a few times, but we are betting consistently you're going to go. When you get in a quandary, we're believing you're going to throw the football. Yeah. When they need a big play, they're going to throw the football. And when you become one-dimensional that bad, it's tee-off session. Yeah. Just like when an offense gets behind and, and, and they have to run two minutes, in the 13th minute of the second quarter, it gets really bad. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just bad football. Yeah. That's how guys get hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it just made me think of that. Like, what do they do with Zeke? I kind of think they already made that decision when they traded Amari. Like, that's the decision they kind of made. Yeah. They were like, here are two guys making a similar amount of money. But I didn't think they 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 they, they didn't anticipate the, you know, the Amari Cooper. They're adjusting now. But do you think with Dak being back and the way the defense is playing, 
who wins the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys? Next time they play or that division? Then that, well, next time they play in that division. I feel like the NFC East historically is just everyone goes one and one against each other. Like that's just the NFC East. So the Eagles won the first one. I'll take the Cowboys the second one. Ooh, you think? I don't. If know. the Eagles stay, if the Eagles stay healthy, though, I I don't see them. I don't see them losing the whole season. I don't see them losing against the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that second half was close enough to the point where I thought well, it's still Mike McCarthy. I don't know that they have. I don't know if Dallas has the coaching to extrapolate what they saw in the second half against the Eagles over a full sixty next time. But play. besides the little momentum shift. Did you ever feel like the Eagles were going to lose? Though? No, no. But that so was a lot. Either. That was a lot of because it was Cooper Rush. See, for me, it had nothing to do with Cooper Rush. It just like the, it was. It was a. It was a wave of emotion. You could feel the momentum change and shifting. But when it shifted, it wasn't sustainable because they were just getting some good plays off. But that secondary, the secondary had a few guys that got injured that mm-hmm. went to the locker room. Like it wasn't because of. Dallas was just so much better. Right. It was because of they had some injuries. Some guys were not there. And that was the difference because they made a lot of the plays in the pass game, not in the run game. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that like the Eagles have so many chips at the poker table right now. Yes. They're like about- they can some man. That's a great example. They have so many chips at the poker table that sometimes with two jacks. They're like, I would, we'll just punt it. Ah, <laughs> ah I'll fold. Well, they could have won. Yeah. Because they know they'll have a bite at the apple so many more times. Hey, keep it locked in right here. We're just going to take a quick break to hear from our pals over at Underdog. This is Bandit. He founded Underdog Fantasy so that humans who really love sports could play with their friends and win some big prizes. Tell your human to go to underdogfantasy.com today. All right, let's jump into, let's jump into, uh, let's jump in last week, bronze. Uh, oh, speaking of last week, know, before yeah. we even get into that, you you did something. <sighs> what did I do? I, in, in, in the world of, of TV analysts and, and talking mm-hmm. heads, inexcusable what you did. What I do? You apologized for something you had said in the past. How dare you? You apologized to Tyree Kill. That's uh, it's, it's that's not what the media does. Well, I'm not the media. I'm Agent 89. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking about my post? Yeah. Well, first of all, I recorded that back in. When did I record that? And I don't even remember when I record. record I think I recorded that at like Super Bowl week okay. in L.A. So it was a, it was a long. Or off season, off season in LA. So, but I, I mean, I, when you're wrong, you're wrong. It's that simple, right? You know, it's funny. It's people are like taking it. Like I was disrespectful, and I said he couldn't play. Never said he couldn't play. No, he's obviously worked on his game. So I just replied back. I was wrong. Misspoke. All right, in the story. That some people, okay? some people just simply cannot do that. And it's it's like people people view being wrong as like I'm gonna go to jail. I was wrong. <laughs> like I don't understand why people can't ever just like like you did, like just be like, oh yep, didn't get that one right, moving on. Well being wrong and be it being wrong 
And being a guy who's has who has had his record expunged and posted bail, uh, let me tell you something. I'd rather be wrong than go to jail. Okay. <laughs> Without <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Without just, question. Just want to throw that out there. Without okay. Question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just part. It's part. Of, it's you're not gonna get everyone right. Shannon asked me some questions, and I just I just go off what I, I what I'm. You know, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm watching, I want to make sure if I could say something that said, hey, I don't think this individual is this, you know, they can do this. And when they prove me wrong, just say I was wrong and move on. Yeah. I wasn't being, I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. What's funny is I already had his highlights in because I was doing um, my, my, my top 10 catches and he was in there in some of the stuff so i was like instead of putting him on my top 10 let me just go ahead and isolate these and say hey you're a baller girl you're doing it yeah you know, it, you know nothing wrong with that but what i find what i find interesting is like some of the nasty grams right <laughs> some of the nasty notes that people are putting under there like oh you're you're so overrated you're this and you're that you're so annoying listen if you hit this subscribe button <laughs> at the bottom of cut to it mm-hmm. If you have viewed this, obviously I'm not that annoying, huh? I appreciate that. Thank you, kind sir. But hey, it happens. It won't be the first time I'm wrong. No. Won't be the last. But you know what people don't like to do, though? They sure don't like to give me no credit when I'm right, though. Oh, no. I mean, listen. Oh, they go, they go, <laughs> they go, uh, they go black ops. They go dark on me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Them boys be creeping it. They be they be creeping. Talking about. I hope he doesn't tell. Hope he doesn't tell anybody that he was right. People call you know the. Uh, it, anyway, so let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go with the games. Oh, also too, let's shout out, man, Andy Reid, two hundred and fifty six career win head coach, winning his coach. Fifth all time, right? 256. The next guy is Tom Landry, Dallas Cowboys, George Hollis, which I really love about this one is I didn't realize George Hollis was coaching, I think, um, started coaching 1920 and was coaching. And and out of all this list, he's on the all time list. He's the only coach. I became an owner of a team. Yeah. It's Hallis. Sorry, George Hallis. Mm-hmm. And then Bill uh Bill Belichick, 324. He's tied. And then obviously, God rest his soul, the the great Don Shula at 347. Do you think Belichick and Hallis being tied at 324 had any bearing on the game yes last night? For who? For the Bears. Like does that do? Uh, I I don't I don't I don't. I, <clears throat> well, it's like it, does Eberflus does Eberflus use that pregame like, hey, we're not letting this guy pass our here, team here's record. The, here's the funniest part about what you're asking me. Eberflus and probably the head coach knows the organization. I don't think some of the players know. I don't think some of the players even care. Right. I think some of the players, some players today, don't look at the history of football. They look at the history of making money, right? And the reason I and the reason I'm saying that 
I look at football. I love football. And man, I guess I get lost in the sauce of the numbers of football. Right. I really do. Right now. I, and I'm just telling you right now, I was talking to uh, our guy. Uh, shout out to Tim Livingston. Mm-hmm. Man, I was I'm talking to him about we're going to break down at some point. I'm still in 1992 when Mike Shanahan was the off, uh, uh, offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. And then a fun fact, you know who the DB coach was for the 49ers at that time when Mike, when Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator? Not even a try and guess. Jeff Fisher. Ooh. But who was the, who was the quarterback's coach? Around that time, uh, he became quarterback coach around 90, I think. Um, when did he go? I don't have my notes, but in the 90s. I'm going to guess Kubiak. Andy Reid. Gary Kubiak. Ooh, it's always Kubiak. <laughs> it's always Kubiak. Kubiak. And then it goes from there. Right? <laughs> but it's a lot of little things. So we'll, we'll get into that. I'm still working on I'm still in the 90s. Hadn't even got to the 2006s. But just really, really cool thing. And like, just even more, right? Gary Kubiak was there, right? Uh, I think it's Shane Walter. He's the wide receivers coach. I mean, he's the offense coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. His tight ends coach is McPherson, who became a quality control offensive-minded coach at some point with Kubiak. They're all tied together. Yeah. And meaning this offense started in, in 92 with Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Gary Kubiak, Kevin O'Connell, Zach Taylor, which all lead to Sean McVay. This Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay era, that tree is so prevalent throughout the NFL. That's why we have great numbers. But this offense does well from the tw- from the twenty to the twenty. The red zone category is not very good. I feel like we'll get into that. You're we'll watching get into that next couple of weeks. You're standing in front of a cork board at your house, like a like a homicide like, like, detective. Like, you've got yes, you've got all the like, strings. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, the Godfather is Mike Shanahan, and his right hand guy is his son Kyle. <laughs> No, it's actually Gary Kubiak, and then Gary Kubiak has his minions who are right there, and it's like it's it's like if Forty Niners were like uh, the Forty Niners is like Metadine, and then it just sprays, <laughs> and then it just kind of just tears off to there, and, they, and then they have the the Queen of the South who's she she's running that, and but it, then they're running this whole uh, taxi cab scheme, but the taxi cab scheme is just really a, it's a legitimate business to money launder. It's just, it's madness. It's madness. Um, I can't wait to see where, where it goes from here. But just connecting oh, dots. Hey, just to- <laughs> hey man, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's little, it's, it's little, McVeigh's and Shanahan's and Kubiak sp- sprinkled all over the place, <laughs> right? Clint Kubiak is on the staff with the 49ers. Um, no, uh, Clay. I'm sorry, Clay. Clay's with the 49ers. Clint's with the Broncos. Uh, uh, Denver Broncos. And then on the floors. So just real quick. So it went 49ers, uh, Denver, 
Then Kubiak goes to Houston, right? And then they go to when he goes to Houston, there's guys right there. And then over here, uh, Shanahan goes to Washington, and then that's where it all started. So you got, so you literally have Kubiak in Houston, Shanahan's in Washington, and then it just manifests, and then it comes back together under Shanahan, and now it's under McVeigh. The primary guys right now, and then in 2006, some interim guy entry level comes in as a quality control coach under Kubiak in 2006 for the Houston Texans. Guess who that coach was? Mike McDaniels. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about that? I was trying to think of a young guy, Zach Taylor. Right. But (laughs) one of the cool things, though, that I, I, in my research, I'm still doing. From 1992 till literally, I think a three till about I think two years ago, there has been either under Shanahan, Mike, or Kyle, there has been one running back coach that exclusively has only worked for the 49ers, Denver Broncos, Washington Redskins, Atlanta Falcons. Cleveland Browns and Chevsky 49ers. And his name is Bobby Turner. That's been a running backs coach. And he has exclusively only worked for Mike and Kyle Shanahan. He's the guy you got the the big question mark over being like, what does he I'm know? Like, what does he know? What does he know? <laughs> what does he know? But th- he's only worked for those teams. And my whole point of all this is this is the prevalent offense in the NFL. And they throw up huge numbers, but defenses are starting to catch up with. Mm. And so for me, last week my gold wasn't the Seahawks and um. That was your gold. Seahawks and chart. I think that was my gold. No, you. I put it as my the bronze, and you laughed at me. I don't think you put it oh, on yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I did. <laughs> I didn't. But what I find is interesting right now. Is this my goal? Because I want to see what do the Seahawks do with Rashad Penny when he comes back? Is this his job? And are the Los Angeles Chargers in trouble? I don't listen every year. And maybe you didn't when you were playing in the league, you might not have been able to see it. My entire life, I've been told it was the Chargers year. Every year of my life has been the Chargers year. And then football starts. And then they start playing the off season. Every off season, this is the Chargers what, year. What, what off season are you living? I haven't heard that this is the Chargers year. Ever. Oh, when they got I, they got Khalil Mack to pair with Bosa. They got J.C. Jackson. The, it's Justin mm-hmm. Herbert's third year. I, I, did, I said they. I, I said they'd be competitive. I didn't say. I'm it not was saying their you. Year. No, 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 not you. I'm saying man, they still got to. They can't be Kansas City. This is what was they told. They can't be Buffalo. I think CBS CBS had him as the second best team. I work for NFL the, Network. No, of so course, of course. I'm just talking about the media in general. CB- no, the NFL Network CBS all wear- put the, the Bills in the Super Bowl. We saw that. I, I don't watch CBS where Nate Burleson is on there sparkling, <laughs> looking nice. I've never watched that. I don't watch that show that I actually was on several times and Bill Cowher. <laughs> never. Bill Cowher. I've never watched that. Boomer Sison, awesome. Mm-mm. Phil Sims. I've never watched that show ever. Jay... James Brown is awesome. He is. I hear. Yeah, rumors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rumors that I know of. From, oh, he's so awesome. Hey, you talk about a guy who just, man, who makes you better? Like, 
change brown sauce. Go continue. I'm sorry. Every office, like yep. dating back to Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, Phil Rivers, mm-hmm. Antonio Gates, Keenan McCardell, all these guys. Every year of my life, it's powder blue, navy blue, hell, white helmets. Doesn't matter. Every year of my life, the Chargers, San Diego, Los Angeles. You can put them anywhere. The moon, the, the Mars Chargers. Uh, I'll hear that they're coming. And it's never happened. I'm, I'm, I'm done oh, with the Chargers. I'm, 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 I'll be a year late than a year early with the Chargers. No problem. I'm just, I can't oh do it. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. So my bronze has to be. My bronze is the Chargers and uh, um, in Seattle. I, I, because I, first of all, I did not think that Geno Smith would have composure and play well. And he's been playing well, bro. He's been incredible. It's, it's amazing, right? He understands. He's, he's really started to understand. They, fi- they figured it out. Sitting on a bench. I mean, three, four years ago, we didn't even know the dude was still in the league. No. He's out there dropping dimes and playing well. Uh, hopefully, uh, DK Metcalf, uh, he comes back um, healthy. You know, hopes he uh, rests up and, and, and doesn't push it too hard because, you know, for the type of routes that he runs, he we need him to be healthy. He's not a guy, um, especially in that knee that, you know, he's a hard runner too. He's, you know, he, the way he plays football, you need him to be uh, completely ready to play football. So I hope he, he comes back. I also um, hope, you know, I know you only see the negative comments on the show for some reason. Swole Bones has swept the nation. That's just what he's, really? that's his name now. His name is Swole. Swole no, I haven't heard anyone call him DK Metcalf since you called him Swole Bones last week. He is Swole Bones though, <laughs> right? Listen. I used to work out a little bit, but I don't work out much. Same. Um, but I, I don't work out, just let my body heal. But uh, that brother, he, he just walk around with no sh- He either walks around with a crop top or no shirt on, uh, right? I, I wouldn't own a shirt if that's what I <laughs> Dude, What am I wasting some money for? <laughs> for what? <laughs> Man, so I just, I, I, hope, I just hope he gets better. Um who was your bronze for last week? That was my bronze as well, just because. The, okay, the oh, look at that. Yeah, I think look at <laughs> Ebony and look, look at Ebony and Ivory, huh? I'm sorry, I'm not Ivory because uh, I'm not Ebony. I'm look, that's a little bit too dark. Let me go with. <laughs> let's go with. Marshmallow and, I don't know. <laughs> nah, marshmallow and, and uh, cocoa, hot chocolate. Marshmallow. It is starting to get cold. I love me some marshmallows and some hot chocolate. Oh, of bro. course. You asked. Right. Uh, you asked if Rashad Penny was uh, in trouble. Well, not necessarily in trouble. Yes. It's, it's, it's his, well, I, does does he get his job back? I feel like when they drafted Kenneth, well, they they used a two to draft Kenneth Walker. It was the second running back yeah. come off the board. Um, I understand drafting a running back and that running. Look at James Robinson. He got traded for sure. I I I do think. I mean, it's it's taken so long for Penny. It it sucks because it's taken him this long to get the job, and yes. then they. Like they used a one on Penny. They it took him this long to actually establish himself with the job. And then he goes down and Kenneth Walker right now looks like front because of the Brees Hall Snatched injury. It. Looks like he's snatched. Snatched it. Looks like he's gonna win rookie of the year. Like I don't yeah. I don't know. Because yes, I know. I like it. All right. Uh Silver. My Carolina Panthers. Came out there. Let me get my let me get my Carolina <laughs> Panther notes. So I don't miss anything. 
How much does this game change while you're looking? How much does this game change if Mike Evans pulls in that ball? Uh, you want to know the lie or the truth? Both. How about it? Can I lie to you both? Yeah. yeah. Let me decide. Yeah, yeah. Let me figure out which is which. Yeah. Um. So re- I'm going with the lie. Go. Ask me the question. What does that game change at all if Mike Evans pulls in that uh, walk-in touchdown? Absolutely not. I mean, we were dominating them from start to finish. It ha- that has that he could have caught that pass. Wouldn't have changed anything. Man, we were destined to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did not want any part of keep pounding nation, Carolina Panthers. That's what I'm talking about. So how much does the game change if Mike Evans catches that ball? We in damn trouble. That's just (laughs) (laughs) Man, he catches that. If he would have caught that pass, because we're so, here's what I mean. CMC gets traded on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. He's scheduled to play. Baker Mayfield is trying to practice for some reason. He, he, he feels the pressure. He, you pressure does two things. Makes diamond or floods the basement and there's water all up in the Baker Mayfield basement. I mean, they out there treading water, right? Mike Evans catch that pass, and I personally believe the way this team is built right now, they have zero error. They can't have any errors. They can't have any miscues like that. And so I, I'm happy that we took care, we took advantage of missed opportunities. But I can tell you. Two big drops in the opening drive, one by Mike Evans, one by Chris Godwin, and then three total drops. They had five to six drops by their wide receivers that hit their hands and is very uncharacteristic by the individuals that dropped the pass. So right now, a lot of people are saying oh, Tom Brady's done. Um, that, but is Tom it- Brady threw some dimes out there that his receivers three years ago would have caught. Right. Two weeks ago would have caught. Heck, Mike Evans would catch that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the that's the hardest pass to catch is when you're wide open. I think he was kind of thought maybe it was a flag. Like, dang, did I get flagged? Because he did he did just push uh Dante Jackson out of the way. Like he was he's like, uh, excuse me. Um I have an appointment on the 25 yard line and he does not include you. Get out of my way. <laughs> One of those drops, like you have a drop like that in the game, it messes with you the rest of the game, mm-hmm. bro. Oh, you questioning yourself all the time. Man, I got to a point one time where my routine was so – I had to do the same routine in my catch routine because if I dropped a pass in warm-ups in my routine, it screwed me up for the rest of the game. Bro, and I, and I was just in that, that year, I was just in that funk. I'm like, what are we doing? Man, get yourself together. That's how mental the game is. Right. Mike Evans catches that pass, I think it changes things. However, in the first half, Ted Bay Buccaneers, man, six rushes, 14 yards, averaging 2.3 yards. Right? They go on the first possession, the first half possessions. They're on their own five, punt, 
10 yards, 33 yards, seven plays, seven, you know, 31 yards, 18 yards, 29 yards, punt, 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 and then go to halftime. Like, you're not going to win any football games, and I don't care if Tom Brady is your quarterback. But the fact of the matter is the Tampa Bay opening drives, they haven't scored a touchdown in the last seven games. They're struggling. The Carolina Panthers opening drive, the, that was the first time really when Arizona, I think, that they gave up a, t- uh, gave up a touchdown in 24 games, fewest in the NFL, right? There's, and well, I think that's remarkable that in the last 24 games, they've only allowed one opening drive, one opening drive touchdown. Well, I think that's crazy is because we know the Carolina Panthers offensively are not juggernauts Mm -hmm. just to show show you how much the defense is carrying the team so i've never seen that by mike evans before and they just keep talking about all the things that are going on with the with the buccaneers and they're talking about well why is he doing this and why you know tom brady isn't committed and everybody's commenting man quarterbacks and veteran players take days off during the season and in training camp all the freaking time stop acting like tom brady is being treated differently he's not he's doing what every other veteran does when they're not feeling it when they're tired when they have you know have you have that much wear and tear or tread on your tires that's what you're gonna do man your defense can't stop anybody on the, in the run game, I guess that's Tom Brady's fault. <laughs> Half the line got hurt before the season even started. Guess that's Tom Brady's fault. Yeah. The, their secondary is, I mean, last year they had 19 different secondary lineups. in the, They only played 17 games, right. bro, in the regular season. They had 19 different lineups. That says something, bro. 19 different lineups? That means they had, that means in the first half, they sustain injuries or whatever the case may be. And then the second half, they had to do something different. That says a lot. So that was the fifth, but, that was the fifth time in Tom Brady's career he's been held to three points. Three of those times have been while he's been wearing a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform. Okay. Well, they're not running the ball. No. Pass percentage, 66% of the time. They're only been sacked. 3.5% of the time, sacks allowed, nine, third best, but they're not scoring points. <clears throat> and I think they're not scoring points is because they're not running the ball, so the play action isn't really there. How, like, I, we saw this in Tom Brady's last year in New England. The Patriots did not have a tight end that Tom Brady trusted. For some quarterbacks, they like wide receivers. For Tom, I think it's a tight end. I think for Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing. Yeah. Right? So – Go jump in right, and my goal has to be, what's your silver? What's your silver? My silver was Saints at Cardinals for the mere fact that it was an entertaining Thursday night game for once. I already told you it was going to be Thursday night. <laughs> it was going to be entertaining. For sure. Also, I said, some, it, also said some folks were going to hit some uh, some targets that we talked about. Oh, yeah. That's right. What am I right now? I think I'm seven for seven. We got nine. I, have, I don't remember any misses. <laughs> five for five. That's what I'm talking about, baby. If five for five in a new era of football, I'd be a lottery pick. 
or basketball, right? Oh yeah. I'd be uh what, what was the what was the kid from BYU? No, Jimmer for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from distance. <laughs> My man was lighting him up. Had it had got drafted, had a European tour. Now he's back in Utah doing something, chilling. Oh, I mean, he's they might build him a statue in China, put it right next to Marbury's. He was he was going crazy over there. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty good. Thank you for that. Uh, that fun <laughs> for your Jimmer for that update. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Just what I needed in my life. Yeah, who's, who's, your, who's your goal? Because mine's what I what I said it would be going into the weekend. Which one it was? Who? Uh, Chiefs and Forty ers yeah, that was my goal. I'm I'm getting my notes. I got a lot of notes on that one. Yeah, that was my goal right there. So we're getting deeper and deeper into the season. A lot of people have still just decided Josh Allen is the MVP. What Patrick Mahomes is doing, he lost Tyreek Hill this offseason. Entirely new. Uh, they basically just swapped receivers in and out. Mecole Hardman and, and Travis Kelsey are the only guys I believe that were there last year that are still there. What he's doing, uh, he put up, what, 400 yards and, and three or four touchdowns in this game? Yeah, he uh, put up a lot. That, to me, it's like, all right, Josh Allen has – he's got a fully stocked pantry. He's got all the condiments you need. He's got a full fridge. He can make you whatever sandwich you like. That's how many weapons he has around him. Mahomes doing this with without a guy who's who is in Miami right now, to yeah, me – Yeah, but see, it, here's, here's, here's the little – Here's the little outlier that people, a lot of people don't realize and just talking about it. Everybody's expected. Everybody keeps talking about the Tariq Hill and he's not there. And what does it look like? The offense with Tariq Hill, because of his speed and Mikhail Hartman and all those guys, the speed kills. And we have speed that kills. It makes teams sit in zone coverage because they can't run step for step with these guys. Nobody's running with with Tyreek Hill step for step. We keep saying that in Miami and guys are getting dusted. The difference now is these wide receivers, uh, Scandry and Juju Smith-Schuster are going against man coverage. And it's taking a little bit of time for these guys to adjust. These guys are not used to. Scandry was playing zone coverage, was playing with uh, Aaron Rodgers where he throws you open. They call it a hinge route where it's a back shoulder. Yeah. Now all of a sudden – they're not throwing back shoulders. Patrick Mahomes will hit you in the face with the ball if you blink. Juju is, is, is learning too and getting off the press a little bit. It's tough to get off the press. If, you have, if you're not used to getting off the press, it's extremely difficult. It's also tiring to get off the press. You saw uh, Brandon Ayuk, he was throwing some great releases out on those DBs, getting on the press. But that's also in that offense – He's utilizing so much release moves, like he's he's releasing inside, but then he has to get back outside. But he shift he threw the he shook the guy inside, so he's shifting, going outside where that guy's running. Now he has to leverage somehow to get back inside, and he's still young and trying to figure that out. And that offense for San Francisco is is is, is you either in, you run inside or outside routes. It's it's no variations. Twenty four. 30-plus explosive plays last year with Tariq Hill on the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know how many they have currently right now heading into that game? 
on paper, you would on paper and how everybody's talking about things, you would think it's it is a it is a low number. What 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 number do you think it is? I, I would have said a low number until you said that. Now I think it's in the yeah, 20s. No, it's 11, bro. Okay. They're halfway there. Okay. But the way we're watching and hearing people talk, oh, their offense isn't explosive. Seven weeks into the season, they're halfway from what they had last year. Mm. They're adjusting and figuring it out. But it also tells you the impact of Tyreek Hill of what people don't realize is Tariq Hill was part of the explosion of the underneath game, not the deep route game that you see he is on a consistent basis, the way Mike McDaniels and two are doing it. Man, you remember the, the, the championship game, the AFC championship game. He catches the pass, takes off running. Mm. That wasn't a 30-yard pass. It's like a 10-yard pass, and then he just outran everybody with leverage and his speed. Right. A 30-yard plus pass means he's 30-plus yard. They're 30-plus yards when they actually are catching a ball. And that's the – they're not far off. The difference is the players look differently, and it's coming in different ways. It's not coming every play of every game. It's coming – a little sprinkle here, a little sprinkle there. It's different. It's a slow drip. They're hitting you with they're hitting you with that Bruce Lee. Let me hit you in the same spot a thousand times to make a deeper bruise than just the haymaker of the Mike Tyson. Let me put you to sleep twenty one minutes, twenty one seconds into the first <laughs> the first round. Could it actually be more difficult to defend the Chiefs when you know yes. Mahomes is looking? I, you don't know exactly where he's looking. You don't know where he's looking, and I think Andy Reid and, and, and Eric Bieniemy are drawing up more creative plays to get these guys off the press because that's not their forte. Right. Juju can play. Juju is a really good route runner. I don't think currently right now Juju is equipped to beat man coverage every single play. He's not a Justin Jefferson. Right. And if if that's – if that's if that's the biggest problem they got, <laughs> you know that that's rich people problem. Yeah, they're rich. They're rich with playmakers and making ability. What I really love is the 49ers pressure teams 32 percent of the time in the first 32 in the first six games. 32 percent of the time, San Francisco 49ers are applying pressure. They're physical. They're they are dangerous. You know, against Kansas City Chiefs. Below 10%. They was up there going, eh, nah. Let's hop in this hop in his zone coverage. I think it's going I I Andy Reid is doing a great job. But I tell you what, Kansas City Chiefs really show that the 49ers have a have an issue. Mike Glitchy, why do you say his uh the old lineman for the 49ers? Oh, uh McGlitchy. Yeah, McGlinchy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That brother was having a rough day. His ankle was hurting. He should have. They 36 drop back passes, four sacks, eight knockdowns. He was hit, breathed on 12 times. 
33%, almost 33% of the time out of his 36 drop back passes, Jimmy G, he was under duress. Man, people can't work under those uh, strenuous circumstances. Man, that's just, that doesn't work for quarterbacks. If you're telling me 33% of the time when I drop back, I possibly can get clothesline, I think I would not want to be a quarterback. Definitely getting rid of that ball quicker, probably than you want to. You're you're just you're just letting it go the second you yeah. get a third step. Exactly, it doesn't matter where whether guys open nope. or closed. Yes. Oh, you are gonna catch this ball, Debo? <laughs> it's your problem. You deal with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now you heard a lot of Christian McCaffrey. You got you get straight Thursday. How a how different are the systems Carolina and San Francisco run? Uh, night and day. Yeah, that's what I assumed, but I didn't want to be rude. Oh. But yeah, also like how is it more the running plays or more the passing plays that are going to? It's take more them? the passing plays because there's a play on there where he goes in motion and Kyle, you said Kyle, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, hey, you're right there, <laughs> right? Because he, he's still learning, right? The wording is there, but how and why their wording is different. Mm -hmm. Some people call it slant, a slant. That offense calls it a line, right? Um, a dig there is a comeback. A dig in another offense is a curl. Mm -hmm. Just all a dig in one offense is outside finish. A dig in another offense is inside finish. Same word, same depth, just where you finish, inside or outside. And if you've been a guy who muscle memory have been inside, and you get in this offense and they say dig and you just naturally, you're not thinking, you're just naturally going to run and you're going to go, oh, you're going to open up in the outside because you're just playing. It happens. Because if you've been in an offense, I was in an offense, dig was outside. I mean, a dig was inside. A dig was inside for 10 of my 13 years. And then I go, I get a new coordinator and a dig now is outside. Man, I had several brain farts in practice. Oh, I'm oh sure. Gosh, get it together, bro. And I had go, Steve, how... Simple, do I need to say it? A dig is, but I couldn't say, hey, coach, I've ran this route 15 times in practice for the last 10 times. You know, I've ran it three times in practice on Wednesday, three times on Thursday, one time on Friday, two times in a walkthrough. Then I go in the game. You do that 10 times, man, you're talking about I've run I, the muscle memory in my mind and in my body says a dig is inside. And then you tell me now run it outside. I'm going to have a brain fart. It's going to take me a little bit to reprogram my uh, my circuit board. Without question. So, but I, I thought that game was excellent. Um, it'd be interesting to see what, what this team does. Yep. Now, from a fantasy perspective, your favorite. A lot of people take Christian McCaffrey first overall. Uh, regard in this offense, absolutely. In this offense, he's 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 going he's going to become uh, he's going to become really really good in this offense. That, how long should people wait? Like, is I think two weeks. Okay. Okay. 
I think two weeks. He's going to get a little bit more this week. Um, why I say he's going to do that is because they're going to still have Wilson, undrafted guy, right, 2018, undrafted. Elijah uh, Mitchell, he's hurt, right, the ad, ad, with Christian that adds depth. But what I think is going to happen is Christian is going to play really well because they can run him, but then they can use him in a pass game, but then they can do an off pace with Wilson. And I think they're going to utilize that to not, uh, to, to not put too much workload on him, but putting too much workload on Christian is in this regard, running between the tackles and that, and that pounding. What they could do is get the mismatch and put him outside on a linebacker and, look, and run and let him uh, use his quickness and do some of that stuff, catch again outside. Very rarely you're going to see a guy get dinged up, getting hit by uh, corners. It's when all those those big the big guys laying on you, falling on you, is wear and tear and and and, and wears you down. Just like the the same way offensive linemen could wear down defense by laying on them and constantly going. So I think in the next couple of weeks we'll start to see the impact of Christian on this offense, and they'll and fantasy wise he will have a great explosion. But it'll be peaks and valleys. It'll be times the same way I said about why Iuke, because I know Kansas City knows to slow down this offense for the San Francisco 49ers has to be with Debo Samuel. Mm. You don't get Debo going, they have the ability to stall. You get Debo going, then Kittle starts the ball. But Kittle's always going to get his passes. But when Debo and Kittle are going and now Christian, that's where the Brandon Ayuk is. Where's the game plan? And right now, stopping Debo makes other guys eat. I would imagine next game or two, Debo will get back on pace and Ayuk kind of come down and, and, and start to be in the 50s. Looking at <clears throat> McCaffrey and Debo, kind of similar players. But especially the no, way they're not. Well, it's like they no, both run not. the ball and they can both catch the ball. Like, yeah, they're 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 obviously Debo. Com- one of them came into the league as a running back. One came in as a receiver. They had different, nah, but they just do things differently. I, Debo, Debo is stronger. Oh, definitely. Christian is more shiftier. They're just two different. They're two different players. Impact the game two different. They finish the game differently. They're not even close to being the same. Well, I guess it's more the way San Francisco is going to utilize their skill sets is similar. They're they're going to line them up in the they're, backfield. They're going to line them. They're going to. I don't know if you're going to yes, see McCaffrey it, out wide, but he'll he'll line up. Oh online. yeah, you will. You see him in the slot. Well, yeah, that's what. I, yeah, what the slot. Yeah, I would see. I would imagine at some point there will be a bunch formation where Debo, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey all bunched up together, and that's going to be bananas to see what kind of play they have. I also I like if I'm a I'm if I'm the 49ers right now I'm drawing up plays too where both Debo and Christian are in the backfield uh, flanking yeah. Jimmy G like uh, all sorts of yeah, yeah. but it, it's all it's all on get but they got to get healthy and get the pressure off Jimmy G so he can be comfortable oh a thousand percent if not if not it's not gonna work out but my question is could could we be not even necessarily in like the next five years but could we eventually be moving to like positionless football. Where no, never, no, no, we won't. Okay, I it, it may happen in ten or fifteen, but not not right now. Nah. 
Because something will happen where it'll reset. There's always got to be a reset. For sure. Football I mean, there's always going to be a Derrick Henry, like a guy who, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's always. Well, you got Derrick Henry. You got uh, Trent Williams. Where is he, Trent Williams playing? Oh, yeah. I mean, with skill positions. Yeah. yeah I don't, like, oh, I don't yeah. position, like, you're not going to have Aaron Donald, uh, <laughs> like, playing strong safety. Well, you know what I mean? Well, those guys will, are the resetter. Sure. Right. You got, you got, uh, Cordell Patterson that's able to do what he's doing. But Cordell, Pat- Cordell Patterson is not the standard, bro. He, he he's he's the unicorn. Right. Debo's the unicorn. That that's not gonna happen. The, part of the reason I think it may is kind of what we were talking about with Zeke earlier. You don't see teams that want to pay running backs in the first place. So if it's like, hey, if if my wide receiver yeah. can take you know ten handoffs a game, and then I've got another guy who can take five, and another guy who can take five. And then they can also catch three passes on six targets, yeah, something I mean, like that. I, yeah, no, it won't. I don't think it'll go that way. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay, it won't go that way. All right, let's go with uh, fantasy versus reality. What you got? Okay, Jonathan Taylor. Then uh, the Colts. The Colts are making a switch at quarterback. Matt Ryan. They said, uh, regardless of injury, they were going to make the switch yeah, to Sam Ellinger. Down somewhere. Yeah, it's tough. A tough scene. They had, him, they had him thrown sixty times two weeks ago, and now now his shoulder hurts. I wonder why. Um, yeah, <laughs> so if if you're a defensive coordinator, I assume you'll be keying in on Jonathan Taylor and and trying yes. to force Sam Ellinger to beat you. So his number higher or lower? One hundred nine point five uh, rushing and receiving yards combined for Jonathan Taylor. And who are they playing? They are playing the Washington Commanders. And then uh, Chase Young might be playing this week. Okay. I say lower. Lower. I don't. I don't yeah. I mean, I. If you're the commanders, how many you put nine in the box, ten in the box? Yeah, they don't. They don't have any. They don't have any receivers that the commanders feel like are more important than stopping Jonathan Taylor. Right. And you want to keep your job, so yeah, I see him. I, I see him lower because their offensive line is very good either. Right. Yeah. No, they've taken. They're gonna have to throw the ball. They're going to have to throw the ball, so I would say lower. Damian Pierce, rookie out of Florida, playing well for the Texans, coming off a 92-yard yes, uh, week, uh, rushing the ball, 25 receiving yards. His number, 92-and-a-half rushing and receiving yards, going up against the Titans, the first-place Titans. They, he, they're going to run the ball, though. Okay. The Titans are good, but they're, I, I say yes, he'll get that. So higher than 92 and a half for Damian Pierce. Yep. Cause that's all they got. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So right now, Brandon Cooks, it's that time of the year. It's 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 rumor season for Brandon Cooks. Perpetually. Every year this happens. Yeah, he yeah, is I on know. the I trade like block Cooks. again. That's my, what? that's my dog. Yeah, what why? Like he's one of the more underrated receivers in the league just because he of is. circumstance and he's still somehow not 30 despite being in the league for the last 25 years. Uh, <laughs> and he just signed uh, an extension. Like he, I think he was just tired of moving. He's tired of packing he, boxes. He's tired he, of hiring. Hey, trucks. I know him. He's a good dude, man. Oh yeah, yeah I love yeah. Dave, I, yeah. I, I love Brandon Cooks. He was a Patriot yeah. for one year. I wish he was here longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should teams be calling the Texans for Brandon? Or does he? Does he, is he saying telling his agent shut off the phone? I, just, I don't. I don't know what he's telling his agent. <laughs> I mean, he might be used to moving. Sometimes it's hard to know. Sometimes you never know. I don't know. 
All right, what about Daniel Jones? I was gonna say we got the we got the second place Giants. This is why it's tough being a Cowboys fan this year. They've they they treaded water with Cooper Rush. Dak's back. They win with him. They're still in third place. They're still looking up at the Giants and the Eagles. <laughs> yep. Daniel Jones is, is he's not being asked to do a whole lot, but but he's doing it well, ain't he? He sure is. Yeah, that and that's I mean that's where Dayball. That's what you call coaching. Yeah, that's where Dayball's looking like coach of the year right now. He's He's yeah. got that team buying what he's selling. Um, higher or lower, 240.5 total yards versus Seattle. Last week he put up 202 in the air and 107 on the ground. So you saying 202 both? Uh, 240.5 uh, both. Ooh, Seattle. At Seattle, too. So do you buy into the, the east traveling west and west traveling yeah, east I do. stuff? Okay. Yeah, I do. So at Seattle, this time of year, I assume it's going to be rainy uh, just because that's what Seattle does. I think they're going to get it. So you're saying higher? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're yes. buying into the they might, Jones hype. I don't think they'll win. I'm not sure if they'll win, but I think they're going to get the yardage because Seattle is Seattle is uh, hot and cold. Yeah. So yeah, I got I got Daniel Jones. I think this is this is uh, this will be Geno Smith's eight straight revenge game. Somehow he did, every week yeah. he's got a revenge game. <laughs> Man, get off him, dog! No, I love it. Get off him! Yep. <laughs> I love it. I'm all in on Geno this year. It's been great. All right, is that it for a fantasy versus reality? Yeah, I mean uh, Tyler Boyd's on here. There's no there's no line for him at the moment. Um, but I, YC wants to know, can a quarterback have too many weapons? Is that a problem in Cincinnati? No, I think it, I, having that – Zach Taylor is doing exactly what Kyle Shanahan is doing. Sean McVay is trying to do. That's why they, try, they bet the farm. This type of offense that Cincinnati has, it really has to do with all of the guys they have on offense – the offensive schemes right now in the NFL is all about it's like college. We're running all we're all running the same thing. The way we beat you is we have to have better athletes than you. You know what we're running, so we gotta block you better. We gotta have our receivers run faster, be able to get off the press, get off the jam, be creative in their route running, and the quarterback make the decision and throw it. As long as they continue to keep having all these targets and all these weapons. A running game, passing game, Joe Burrow will flourish. Cover two, cover three, figuring out which, you know, how to play, which plays versus this coverage to, that, that Joe Burrow makes good decisions, eliminating the plays that he makes bad decisions, and that's what you're going to have. Having too many weapons, this type of offense that they run is essential. It's, it's, it's paramount. Who is the, the key there? Is it Joe Mixon or is it just Burrow? Is it that? Is it simply? Just I think Burrow? it's both. Okay, because Burrow in decision making, but also Joe Mixon because Joe Mixon is a four down back, mm. so he doesn't come in and come out to to t- to tip off what kind of offense, what kind of play you're running. Oh, it's a pass when Joe Mixon's in, or it's a run with Joe Mixon. He can do both, and that's why dual threat running backs are being more successful, and that's why Christian McCaffrey that push is because you have a creative, offensive-minded coach, and they know what they're doing with John Lynch and company, so they want to they're a better sustainable formula for Christian McCaffrey 
because all they're going to do now next year is ask someone fast, right? If Romeo Dubs was playing for the San Francisco 49ers, he would be having a better and bigger impact the same way Brandon Ayuk had for the 49ers when he was there. But unfortunately, they are expecting Romeo uh, uh, Dobbs to, to all of a sudden fix all of their issues right now with the Green Bay Packers, and they can't. Right. So having too many weapons, no, that's, that's the only way you're going to be successful with this type of offense. That's why the Rams were so good. When they were running a football, passing the ball, having so many weapons, you got to have a speed guy, you got to have an intermediate guy, you got to have a flat guy, and, and then you got a guy that could just ball out, right? Chase McDaniels is the ball out guy. He's the deep threat, run, speed. Tyler Boyd is the guy that's in between, but his yak is unbelievable, and he can moss you. And then you got the big, you know, T. Higgins, where he can run two, he can moss you, he can back you in. So they have it all together. And then Joe Mixon catching the ball, and then C.J. Uh, the tight end he got hurt, but uh, uh, Hayden Hurts, Hayden Hurts yeah. is be- being that guy that's in between, and that's why it's going so well. That's what this offense is about is fly, 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 quarterback, make good decisions, run the football. Chase McDaniel is going to be so happy that you just confused him with Jamar Chase. He's never been so happy to be confused with, with <laughs> When you, you went to say Jamar Chase, you said Chase McDaniel, and I was like, well, Oh, my bad. No, my bad. It's, yeah. He'll be thrilled. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Chase McDaniels is uh he's a backup for the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, he'll be a backup you know for that? the rest of my life. He's he's got it made. Yeah. He's got the best job in the yeah. world. He's, yeah, just you know, ho- he he's hoping he never gets in, but he, he won't. Check still cash. All right. Week eight games. We got uh, Thursday, Baltimore at Tampa. We've got I think ta- I think ball I got Baltimore. Tampa is not gonna be able to run a football uh can't they can't stop the run. And guess what? The Baltimore Ravens run the football. Uh, their secondary is diminished. I think this is. I think Baltimore runs away with this handedly. Okay. I think this votes well for Tom with the zone coverage, but the pressures are going to get to him. I can see them being his zone coverage, and it go well. It, it, it'll go well. Uh, but I think Baltimore's going to win. We're forcing England to watch Denver and Jacksonville play. That that seems. Cruel. I'm not watching that game. <laughs> Carolina at Atlanta. As, I, I, I'm not picking that game because I don't know. You got two good defenses, and you got you got some offenses you don't know their their identity, and you can hear the ambulance coming because they're coming for me because I won't pick. They're gonna arrest me. <laughs> uh, Chicago at Dallas. Chicago coming off Man, a big I'm win. Pick, I feel like they're I, yeah, probably no, a letdown I, game. I, it's going to be a letdown game. The game I'm interested in watching the Vegas Raiders against the Saints. Okay. Because, and I don't know if it's injuries or is it, if it's personnel decisions. The guys who were playing well last year for the Las Vegas Raiders and the guys who were not playing well are playing well. The guys who were playing well are not even active or they're hurt, whatever the case may be. The, the Vegas Raiders just seem upside down right now. 
I don't know which way is up with them. And the the Saints right now look like they're about to be handing a top five pick to the Eagles if they don't turn this around. Yeah, it's 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 tough. Uh, we've got New England, New York, a game I would have been more excited about if Brees Hall didn't get hurt and if the Patriots just didn't get their doors blown off um, 24 hours ago. So that it's still a game that's going to happen for sure. The two games that I'm really interested in seeing, okay. the Packers and Bills, which Packers show up, and do the Rams – do the 49ers blow the doors off the Rams or do the Rams squeak by? That's my gold. 49ers at Rams. But I'm interested to see this this uh this train wreck that's going on in uh Green Bay though. <laughs> I originally had it in mind, but man, they're just so depressing. They're just they're just it's it's like they're not running the ball. I don't know why they gave Aaron Jones all this money. They they spent and a, then, but then they were slowly starting to give AJ Dillon an opportunity, and then AJ Dillon is screwing it up, yeah. fumbling, missing blocks, can't hit the hole. It's tough. Packers defense hasn't shown up like people thought they would coming into the year. Yeah, they in trouble. Yeah, I, like that game. That game could be over quickly. Um, so I, my bronze was Cardinals at Vikings. Um, this is the first. The Call of Duty's out this week. We'll see what Kyler does. I know. I think I asked based off the commercials. I think I'm gonna buy the game. Love that. Yeah. I need. To, I mean the the the. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get on Xbox though because I have the PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. But because of all the chip things and shortage, man, I, it's not a lot of storage on the PlayStation 5. No, there isn't. So you got to like download enough. I mean, I don't feel like doing all that. And I'm not tech savvy, so I'm just going with my Xbox. I mean, the Chiefs credited uh, playing Call of Duty to building some chemistry on that offense. That they Friday night, all the boys were playing, and that's, that's where they got on the same page. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Vikings coming off a bye, Justin Jefferson back. Uh, my silver is Giants at Seahawks. Giants still six and one. Um, Geno Smith playing well. Swolebones may or may not play. He says he wants to. Th- yeah, he won't. I don't think he should. I don't, I don't think, think he, he should. doesn't, especially if, yeah. I don't think he but, should, but it'll be a good test. Like it's, it's a, a great, right now it's great gets, defense if, versus a great offense. So I always look, enjoy it. You know, DK talks to Swolebones talks to um, to uh, Russell Wilson every day still, or like once a week they still talk. So maybe he's got his number. Russell can give him some. Yeah, so maybe he can get some, uh, give him some, uh, some of that Wolverine blood. <laughs> Did you see that two weeks ago? Marshawn was saying none of those guys yeah. ever had Russell's number. Yeah, I mean some some guys don't. Um, listen, his. I'm not stepping into that, bro. I stay out of it. Well, did you ever have a teammate who you had to go through their agent yes. to talk to them? Oh uh, no, I, I've had some guys where sometimes uh, we're in the locker room and I had and I the number I had to talk to this person because sometimes this person wouldn't reply, but whatever. So it's not that rare. I, no, I mean, it's, if if a guy wants to give you his number, he'll give you his oh, number. Sure, there have yeah. been times I. I've had guys that I've told, "Hey, get my number from get my number from this person," and he's been standing right in front of me. <laughs> like I like 
I've had a guy that like, you, hey, Mick, get my number from from YC. And he's like, oh, OK. And I did that intentionally. Right. The fact that I just told you to get my number from YC and you standing right there face to face. So what am I telling you? Yeah, don't leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fool with you. Yeah, go from around me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and yet 49ers at Rams is my gold. Division game. I may decide the division uh, or this early in the year. Uh, or the Seahawks are and, just going to run hey, away with it. Who knows? I don't, I don't know what's happening with the West anymore. I don't know what's happening. But 49ers, the, the Rams just got a dose of Christian McCaffrey. Do you think? Man, Kyle Shanahan wants he already knows that he can outrun that defense. Right. Because that defense is struggling a little bit outside of Aaron Jones and in and, and the uh rap is playing pretty good. Trap is playing pretty good. Um Jalen Ramsey, uh, but they're kind of struggling a little bit after that. Yeah, I don't I mean so the, it's hey, sp- just randomly talking about the West, man. Murray Jr., the corner. For the Cardinals, okay, he's becoming into a pretty darn good corner, man. Very physical, jammed up. I was watching him uh, during the game, man. Hey, he was he was holding his own. Who else this year has has kind of not surprised you, but made a name for themselves in your eyes? Corners, just in general, guys across the league, like Murray Jr. I've heard no one else talking about, so I love hearing. I, like I love finding yeah, I new just, guys to watch. Well, I mean, I have so many names in my head. I don't, I don't really just you ask me randomly. I, I got to go back and look at, you know, specific guys. I think, um, you know, Adam. Uh, uh, I mean, Hutchinson for uh, Detroit. I, I love the way he's playing. Um, I think Christian Christian Kirk is really shown uh, he can step up. Right. There's a there's a number of different players, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Hall before he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Michael Carter. Uh, well, happy Halloween from everyone. I cut to it. What are you being this year? I'm be Steve Smith. OK. Scariest costume out there. <laughs> I don't I, I don't uh You know, participate. You're not a Halloween guy. No, nah, not really. Are you a lights off guy? Are you a stay away from the house? No candy guy? I don't. I, I'm j- I just don't celebrate Halloween. All right. I'm not Jehovah Witness or any of that. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't celebrate Halloween. <laughs> All right. Not happy Halloween from cut to it then. Have a bad Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Humbug Halloween. <laughs> I'm Grumpy Steve from cut to it. Hey, Coley Mick, we'll see you guys next week. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, Get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.